Hebrews chapter 11. And I'm going to read verse 13. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they're looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. I'm going to read it one more time as the Spirit of the Lord wants me to read it. All these people and the people that God has mentioned in the verses above were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Praise be to God. Very powerful scriptures. I'm just going to switch to New King James Version here. And we're going to read this one more time. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly, if they had called to mind that God, they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. I'm going to read this one more time. Verse 15. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now, They desire a better, that is, a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Praise be to God. Now, the Spirit of God has recorded a whole bunch of people here in this chapter. You see verse 12, verse 11, verse 10, verse 9, verse 8, verse 7. If you just keep scrolling up, you see verse 6, verse 5, verse 4. You see, people of God, men of God, women of God, people of God, all who received from received something from God, experienced something from God, they 
achieve something through God. No. They are with God. And they have obtained something that they were looking for. Verse 13 is not saying that God promised a whole bunch of people and none of them saw what God said would happen happen while they were alive. That's not that's not what this is talking about. This is talking about the people who lived by faith. All these people who are mentioned here. Let me just read so you know you can just see it from verse four. Talks about Abel. Abel did something. And what he did please God. And because of that, something happened. What happened? He was accepted by God. His gift was accepted by God. So Abel's faith did something, which was, it produced the works and the faith. And it was accepted, accepted by God. And then you see uh, what happened to him. He became Highly esteemed by God. God regarded him and he regarded his offering. So his faith did something. His faith caused him to inherit something priceless, which is the favor of God. His faith caused him to inherit something priceless, which is the honor that came from God. These things are priceless. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. When God has something for us, it is for us to inherit what he has for us while on earth. And then there's something that God has for us through it that will take us into eternity. So you have a vision, which is for this temporal world. And then a vision that is for the permanent home, which takes us there. So the vision that God gives for the place where we are comes to pass while we are here. And the vision that God gives to us for our eternal home comes to pass while we get there. And God's word talks about the people who were given the vision of God for this world and the world to come. The spirit of God is speaking to our hearts of this hour. We need to pause and meditate on this revelation of God that God is giving to his people by faith Abel did something in order to receive something something that God had placed in his heart something he was taught something he was told to do And he did it. As a result of his faith in God, what he did was a pleasing sacrifice to God. The result was he pleased God. By faith, he pleased God. And that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to please God. And he got the expected end by offering a pleasing sacrifice to God and God honoring him. Uh, approving his sacrifice and honoring him. Then you see the Spirit of God 
bringing Enoch. His life here. How he walked with God by faith. That he was able to commune with God, like how Adam and Eve communed with God. He had such faith with God, he was able to actually walk with God, live with God, even though he was married and he had children and he had many responsibilities while he was alive. He was someone who believed in God, wanted to walk with God, and he walked with God. He achieved what he believed God for and what God has promised, which is, if you believe me and you seek me all your heart, you will find me. How did that happen? It happened through faith. So what happened? His vision to walk with God while he was on the face of the earth and his vision to walk with him once the life is over came to pass. Both came to pass. So while they are walking on the face of the earth, they are all preparing for their eternal home. So they have a vision for this side of eternity and then the vision for the eternal home. They're all looking forward to, even though God had promised these things, even though we're walking with God here. Their mind is, their minds were set on something that's eternal and something that's permanent that they were looking forward to while they were doing the will of God, while they were walking on the face of the earth. Why? Because they all obtained a promise which was this journey is going to continue and you're going to actually land where God is. You're actually going to go to this promised land, the permanent promised land, which is heaven. A place where God is. A place that is not built by human hands. They believed in that. So while they were moving into whatever inheritance God had for them on the face of the earth, their minds were not set on the temporary inheritance that God has. God is speaking to the hearts of his hour. We can get caught up with what needs to get done and completely miss on the purpose why God is actually blessing us on the face of the earth. We can actually get so caught up with the temporal blessings, the vision that is pertaining to this world, and completely forget where this vision will lead us to. It has to lead us into something far greater, which is the ultimate promise, which is to be with him forevermore. So you see Abel, you see Enoch, and then you also see Noah. Noah also believed in God and he prepared himself with the vision that God had, and he did what he had to do. And because of that, he was saved, his family was saved. And then the rest of the people were condemned. 
to all content. Even Noah, while he was on the face of the earth, what God said, I want to start a new generation would do. He was not caught up with, oh, I'm going to become somebody and, and my focus is this. No. The vision that God gives for this world must always be connected to the, the final place, the vision, the promise God and His Word talks about. If we miss that part and we're just following Jesus Christ for just this world, then the Bible says we're like the most miserable people at that point. If we're just going after something that's going to perish, but forget about the a place where the goodness of God should lead us to. Noah walked with God by faith, and his walk was so perfect, God was able to say that, I'm so pleased with you, Noah. I want to wipe out the rest of the people. And with you and your family, I want to start a new generation. It'll be a godly generation. It'll be a holy generation. And Noah believed in God, and he built the ark. He did what God told him to do. You see, even while he built the ark, his mind was not on this world. He knew that God is having me to do these things, and we're doing it so that our family can be saved. His mind was on the eternal home. He believed that while I'm making this ark. God has a place for me where I will see God face to face. We need to have that all the time. While we are doing the will of God here, we have another promise that God gives, which is, you will live with Him forevermore. And the mansion that is prepared by God, Jesus Christ, that we will live with him forevermore. And so whatever he's saying, as excited I may be to doing what he's telling me to do, firstly, because I love him. Secondly, because I know whatever he says is always the best plan. Thirdly, whatever he says for me to do is always good for me to do. But beyond that, we need to know that that this is all leading into the biggest vision or the biggest promise that God has promised us, which is to be with him forevermore. And that promise that we have received, we will see the fulfillment of that when we actually enter into that promised land. 
the Spirit of God talks about Abraham here, where Abraham also received promise from God. It was pertaining to this world, but which was connected to eternity, to the kingdom of God. So the earthly vision that God gave, the earthly promise that God gave for the earthly realm, God didn't fail to keep that. He kept all of that. These are not people who received something and all died because God said, well, it's not going to happen in your lifetime. It'll happen in somebody else's lifetime. No. God worked in them and through them. And God gave them a promise regarding this side of eternity, which is connected to our eternal home. Abraham believed in that. He believed that his descendants would become like the stars of the sky and the sand of the shore. He believed, even though his body is barren, his wife's body is barren, it's dead. God is able to still resurrect that which is dead and give that which is not there. He believed that for this world and he believed the bigger picture where my generation and I will enter into this eternal place that God has. And I believe that God is preparing something for me. God has something special for me. While I inherit what God has for me here, God is preparing something for me. It's a beautiful reflection. Very beautiful reflection. While you see God keeping His promises, while you see God fulfilling what He has spoken, while you believe that God is faithful to fulfill what He has spoken, we should never lose sight of the ultimate promise, which is, I will prepare a place for you. And the place that I take you to, this heavenly Canaan, will have the ultimate fulfillment of the promise that God has spoken. So we each receive promises from God pertaining to this world. But we've also received promise from God, which is pertaining to the world to come, where we're going to live there, day and night, forevermore. We should never get caught up with what God has promised for us to the extent that we completely forget about the eternal place that God has spoken to us and promised us where the river flows from the throne of God. God is speaking to our hearts today. Whatever God does in our lives, whatever promise God has given to us, He will bring it to pass. He will fulfill it. But while we expect God's promise to be fulfilled in our lives, we should expect God to do 
supernatural things for our eternal home. But whatever God is doing in our lives now has to be connected towards eternity, has to be connected with eternity, has to be geared towards eternity. Abraham also received his promise. Abraham obtained his promise. He got Isaac. He became the father of faith. But it didn't end there. He had received a bigger promise. Bigger promise. The bigger promise was you're going to be in heavenly Canaan, Abraham. And we see Jesus talking about the Lazarus and the rich man. And he says this. This Lazarus was carried by the angels of God. And he was laid in the bosom of Abraham. Such a honorable position God had given to Abraham because he believed in God for the impossible while on earth, the earthly realm, trusted God and he believed that this life was not going to end here. God has promised me an eternal home and God has promised me his eternal blessings because he believed not only for his son, but he believed in what God said about his eternal home. He actually experienced what God had promised, which was being where God is, being in this heavenly Canaan, where the foundations are not laid by human hands. It's not built by human hands. It's built by God. Something you cannot physically see. Do you know how they actually inherited those things, which was eternal? By actually seeing it. They actually saw it while they were alive. They actually saw it before they could actually inherit it. They actually saw it. God is speaking at this hour. And I pray that the Spirit of God would take this Word of God and cause you to understand the depth of what the Spirit of God is speaking at this hour. What God has spoken it is important for us to be able to see it. Abraham saw him as the father of nations. He saw himself as the father of nations. Abraham saw himself in a city. Those builder and makers, God himself. Abel obtained the promise of God while he was on the face of the earth. He believed that. When I take my best and give to God, 
God is going to be very pleased with this. And he was expecting God to be pleased with it. And he offered it to God with faith. God is going to be pleased with it. And God was pleased with him and his offering. Similarly, Abel was expecting to be with God, to be in a place where God is. He believed. He knew that this world was not his home. He knew that he was kept there to worship God and to become a pleaser of God, a special place in the heart of God and in the kingdom of God. Noah also. The vision that he obtained from God was fulfilled because Noah believed in the vision of God and he actually saw it before he could actually receive the promise. The emphasis that the Spirit of God is making here is to be able to see before you obtain it. The promise that God gave to his people, to all those who obtained their promises on this side of eternity, by seeing before they obtained it, and the promise that God gave on this side of eternity concerning the other side was obtained by those people because they actually saw it on this side of eternity before they could even get there. That's what faith is. That's what faith is. Sarah also was someone who received that which God had for her because she actually saw it even before she received it. May God speak to the hearts of his hour. Once she heard from the Lord, the next year by this time, Sarah will have a child. Even though she was so old, She's never seen something like this before. She believed that God is faithful to keep what he said. She saw it happen even before it happened. She saw it happen before it happened. Whatever God does for us is connected with our eternity. So the promise that he gives us to bless us, to prosper us, to give us what we're lacking and all those things. They're all promises that are important for us to remember and to be able to see. See it before you get it. You should be able to see it before you get it. Those of you who see it before you get it and get it should also Hold on to the word of God and the promise that God has given that he won't leave you. You should be able to see God do this very thing that he has said, which is to place you in the place of God 
in the heavenly realm with him. To rule and reign with him forevermore. How many of us believe? How many of us can actually see before we have it? Whatever your lack may be, whatever your need is, whatever you may be going through, Lord says, do you have faith enough to see before you inherit it? Do you have faith enough to see before you inherit it in the earthly realm, whatever God has promised you? Do you have enough faith to actually bring it to pass what God has spoken? We either have it or not. If you don't have it, then it's important to give yourself over to the word of God so that your faith can be built up. Read all the portions of the Bible where God promised and he fulfills. There's not a single place in the Bible where God promised something to someone and he did not do it. He did not fulfill it because he was busy doing something else. The only reason a promise may not or cannot be fulfilled by God is when we forfeit that promise by giving ourselves over to sin or unbelief, which is sin as well. So when you look at these people, you see Sarah, you see Abraham, you see Noah, you see these almighty men of God, like Abel. They all received promises for this earthly realm and God fulfilled those promises. You can read verse 8, verse 9. You can read verse 10. You can read verse 11. You can read verse 12. Now as you see, you see in every verse, that God promised these people something very specific regarding the physical place and also something spiritual. They had a vision for eternity. They had a vision for eternity. Because of that, they actually received it. I want to say it one more time. If God says that I'm going to do this, then he will do it. Our eyes shall see. Our ears shall hear. Our own bodies will experience the promises of God coming to pass. If we see it before we can receive it. Do you see it before you receive it? God is asking you this question. Do you see it before you receive it? Are you someone who can actually see God working? Are you someone who can actually see what God has spoken happening before it can happen? That's a very key principle to inheriting what God has for us.
Now all these people who received the eternal inheritance, eternal promise, they can only receive it after they die. That's why these all, all these people who inherited the promises of God in the physical realm had such faith to inherit the promises of God in the physical realm. All died with faith. They died in faith. What is it for? To inherit the spiritual realm promise, the eternal promises that God gave. And all these, verse 13, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, but assured of them, embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. These are people who were not people who simply had ears and didn't have ears to hear. These are not people who are just talking, but they were walking the walk of faith. They all really believed that God is preparing a place for them. But we have what God has spoken to us. And we believe for what God said he would give. And we see it happening. We should see it happening. And then it has to translate or transfer to the spiritual realm where you're able to see it before you can get it. All these people died in faith, not having received the promises, having seen them far off, were assured of them. What happened to these people? They didn't simply get some empty promise and just said, okay, I have this and I'm going to just frame it on my wall. No. But they received something clearly from God, very clearly from God. And then what do they do? They actually saw it. There was a link to the earthly promises God gave to the spiritual, the eternal home that God has for us. These people, while they were alive, they were living by faith. And what were they living for? What were they living for? And what were they believing for? Their heavenly home. The heavenly place. God told Jacob, I'm going to bring you back to this place. And all those things that God said, everything came to pass. The one that God said will happen after, which is pertaining to the eternal home, didn't happen while he's alive. How can it happen? If it's supposed to happen once we go to heaven, how can it happen while we're alive? All these people were living in faith. They were living by faith in God. And they were seeing what God had given to them. So it's not like they got some empty promises, but there were people of faith who actually saw it. And they just so, so eagerly, they were waiting for it. Who is the 
said, I can't wait for this to happen. Even though God is fulfilling all the things that he's spoken to me here. Or God has fulfilled all those things. And you know, I'm so happy that I have this. Or I'm so happy that I was able to do this or whatever. We believe in God for. But if it doesn't translate into something of eternal value. If it doesn't lead us closer to Jesus and cause us to long for his appearing, then the whole process of faith and the walk of faith and the way God is grooming and training his people for eternity will be in vain. Every promise that God has given to us shall come to pass, including the promise that God has given to us concerning our afterlife. It shall come to pass. These people didn't have a Bible and these people didn't have what we have. In their spirit, something happened as they walked with God. In their spirit, they received something from God, understood something from God. They really saw it coming. They really, the people, totally believed what God had said. And the Lord says here, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 13, they only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. Even though what God had spoken is not going to happen tomorrow itself, but because it's concerning eternity, even though it was far away, they really wanted it. They had faith that this is what is going to happen. And I welcome it. I want it. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. What country is it? God's country. The builder is God. He lays the foundations. And it's his country. So people who say such things show that they're looking for a country of their own. And the people of God, these patriarchs, when they were looking to obtain the promise that God had given, was so beautiful because even though they didn't have a Bible, they trusted God and they believed it exactly the way he said just like how Abraham believed God when God said, you don't have any children now, Abraham, but this is what I'm going to do with you and for you and through you. Abraham believed what God said. All these people, it's like that. God spoke to them all, placed in their hearts about the eternal home. The moment they knew about it or heard it. They were looking forward to it. What is God saying here? Spiritually, they never returned back to Egypt. They are inheritors of the eternal kingdom. These people had no part with sin. Their mind was so set on 
receiving what God had in the afterlife. They believed God and they were eagerly looking forward to it. God is speaking to us today. These are people, even if you give them the world, they will not go back to Egypt. They will not go back to where they came from. These are people who keep looking forward. These are the forward-looking people. They look forward. They look forward to what God said he was going to do. They look forward to what God said that they were going to get. They look forward to. Because they had such faith. Because they never saw heaven. But they believed it. Because they had such faith and they were so eagerly waiting to be with God Almighty. The Bible says, God is not ashamed to be called a God, for he has prepared a city for them. God is not embarrassed. He doesn't say, wow, you're looking forward to it, but I'm not ready. No. He can do anything, anytime, anywhere. As these men and women of God, who believed in the Lord for their temporal blessings on earth. What God said that he would do it, and they really believed. They also believed in the eternal blessing. They eagerly looked forward to it, and they were waiting for it. And they were the people who benefited by believing in God Almighty. What did it, what did this do to them? It caused them to become an integral part in the kingdom of God. But God is not ashamed to be called their God because they're not ashamed of Him. To such people, God himself prepares a city for them. May God help us to take this in. It is important for us to look forward to the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's important to wait for his appearing. It is important to eagerly wait for his appearing. It's very important. As we seek the face of God, the connection that God has with what he's doing in our lives at this point in time must be connected with our eternity. That our eyes should be eagerly waiting for that eternal home. To be able to see before you inherit it. These are mighty men and women of God who inherited the promises of God in the physical realm. They also inherited the promise of God in the heavenly realm. Are we inheriting what God has for us 
in both places by seeing before we inherit it? How much thought are we giving to our eternal home? How much thought are we giving to what God said he will do for us on this side of eternity? Are you connecting your physical, spiritual, material, relational promises God has given to the home that will not be built by hands? Do you believe that God is doing something big? Do you believe that? If you believe that God is doing something big and big and you just can't wait for it and you expect God's word to bring it to pass then God won't be ashamed to call you his son or daughter he will not be ashamed because what he has spoken He's well-powerful, all-powerful and capable of keeping it. May God bless our hearts today. Whatever you do, do it heartily unto the Lord, not unto man, for a labor in him will never be in vain. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? What God has promised on this set of eternity, do you believe that he's able to bring it to pass? What God has spoken on for, for his people, but the other side of eternity, what he has for us, do we believe it? So we need to be able to see before you inherit it. You need to be able to see. When we see, when we believe, then we will inherit our blessings on this side of eternity and on the other side. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your word that you gave to us, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. Let nothing be done in strife and vain glory. Let everything be done with thanksgiving. It's your word. I pray, Father, that you will continue to speak to your people and strengthen them. I pray, Lord, that you cause your people to go deeper in the ways of the living God. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you for what you're doing in our lives. We praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Thank you, Father. I pray that this word, Lord, revive the souls of your people. Oh, Lord, I pray that the Spirit of God may move in the in the hearts of your people in a mighty way. Oh Lord, that they may receive your blessings pertaining, oh Lord, to this life. 
of Father, and may also receive your blessings. O Lord, from your hands, for this other side of eternity. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We commit ourselves into your hands. Help us never to live like we're just living for today. Help us, Lord, to live each day. Oh, Holy Spirit, that I may see the power of the Lord God Almighty manifest in their bodies, manifest in their families, oh Lord. May they be able to see it and experience it in Jesus' name. That their minds may be upon things that are above and not things below. Bless the Lord. Oh my soul. And forget not all his benefits. Hallelujah. Forget not all his benefits. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. May your people never forget this word, O oh Lord. I pray. I pray, Holy Spirit, you strengthen them through this manner. Even more as they meditate on it. The importance and the, the value, the worth. Oh, Holy Spirit. Of receiving your word. And then inheriting your word of God. The promises. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We commit ourselves into your hands. We praise you. We glorify you. In Jesus' most precious name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.